What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Redneck Patriot Podcast, and I have a special episode for today. I want to um, talk about a couple of things that's been happening, a lot of stuff that has been happening, but I want to mainly focus on what's happening uh, on Twitter today. Um, there's been a, t- a trending hashtag on Twitter uh, today, and then just now I just checked, and uh, there's another t- uh, hashtag related to that. And what I'm talking about is the Tulsa Massacre. Now, I, I, I pulled some clips, and if you're watching this on YouTube, then you can watch the full video. Um, there is a documentary um, that's like 28 minutes long, and I'll put that in the description. I was thinking about putting that in there, and if you if you really want to learn about this Tulsa Massacre thing, uh, that has a lot of good information in it. It goes really in-depth. Um but it's crazy because there's a lot of similarities to what happened back then uh, and what happened now. But I'm going to play a, a seven or eight minute clip uh, to that and then that I found uh, on YouTube. It's really good quality. And for the folks who are listening, you can listen to it. Um, but if you want to watch it, it's going to be up on YouTube. But like I said, you need to go check out that 28 minute long documentary uh, or just type in uh, Tulsa Massacre of 1921. Now, I'm trying to get this thing off of... uh, It's really bugging me. i got to throw it over there. Okay. Um, But a lot of similarities are happening. Not, Not just with this riot and the riot of 1921 or the massacre of 1921. It... It is kind of, it's so crazy because we had the coronavirus and the, like people were, people were trying to compare that to the 1918 Spanish flu. And then in 1919, they had something called the Red Summer, which there was so many massacres all across the country. It wasn't just one, but it was it was really bad in Chicago. Um, but they were just going around killing people, and it was so bad that it, it was called the Red Summer because there was so much blood everywhere. And I want you to go research that. Look into that. Just type in Red Summer 1919. Um, but this happened in 1921. And what's interesting to me is that this happened in 1921, but also the riots of 1919 happened during an election year. And Harding, who was the elect, who, who won the, the 1920 election, his slogan was, Return to Normalcy. Where have we heard that before? The new normal? Getting back to normal? Like, these are things you're hearing now. But they were they were doing the same thing back then because they had the Spanish flu. They had these riots in 1919 and also in 1921 in Tulsa. 
and they're saying it is the worst. It was the worst massacre in U.S. His, history that nobody talks about. Growing up in Oklahoma, I was never taught this. And all across the country, it was never put in history books. There's a lot of shush, hush, hush, don't talk about it kind of thing. And I've been watching videos after videos and, and looking into this thing. And I am honestly very blown away. So we'll get into that and we'll talk about that a little, little bit. Um, and it's definitely a story that, that is worth telling because it's really important because um, in the in the 28-minute documentary that I, that I link below, they say at the end, it's, it's a really uncomfortable story. It's a really uncomfortable situation. But you, you have to know history so you don't repeat it. And I see all these people tearing down statues of, of, of people. You know, these people fought for slavery. These people helped in slavery and 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 they're and they're tearing them down they're putting graffiti all over the face but before i get into that i want to share a message that i got from a from a law enforcement officer i posted a video on igtv yesterday or last night, actually this morning, it was like two o'clock in the morning. I, I was up looking at stuff and I was just like, I, I can't sleep. So I'm going to post it there. I put it up on Instagram, but it was live PD. And I thought about doing a podcast talking about live PD, but of course you probably already know that live PD and cops and even Paw Patrol is probably going to get canceled. I even saw on Twitter, Lady Annabellum is changing their name to Lady A because it has has a history of uh, racism or something. Something uh, Annabellum is associated with slavery. So that you know th this uh, you know everybody is bowing down to the mob. Everybody's taking it. Um. You know, even people you least expected. I saw that on Twitter. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" You know, it's just it's just a name, you know. But even a cartoon, a a a dog, Paw Patrol, is is having like threats against this puppy, like against this dog. And I I don't understand. Why? Well, I I understand why because it 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 you know their argument is all cops are bad. So how how do you get that statement to be true? Well, you take down all evidence that there's good cops out there. Now I understand that doesn't completely like change everything, but. You know, I posted that clip from Live PD and it got, I don't know, a thousand, two thousand views or something like that on Instagram. 
I don't know, but it, it, a lot. I got a lot of messages talking about it and saying thank you for posting that because it 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 showed the good side of cops. You know this this uh, Tulsa, and it kind of ties into Tulsa. For, uh, this Tulsa police cop, police cop, this police officer in Tulsa pulled over a veteran who had cancer, and he was. Uh, he had meth on his body, on his person, and and they could have easily, you know, locked him up and you know sent him away. I mean, I know that the judge is like it's up to the judge to make that decision, but they could have easily arrested him. But the black cop sent the white guy, who's a white veteran. And I read a lot of stupid comments like, well, it was because he was white. If it would have been black, do you think a black police officer would send? Well, maybe. I, I don't know. But do you think a black police officer would really send a black dude in that? No. But this older guy, he was a veteran. He had meth. He was hooked on meth. And it reminded him of his brother, who was a veteran. And so he let him go. And he had stage four cancer. I mean, at that point, like, like, he doesn't, like, he's not going to be able to serve the time anyway. So, but a law enforcement, a follower that is a law enforcement officer, um, he sent me this. And he wanted to post this comment publicly, but he um, was afraid that the agency that he worked for would find out, but he said that, um, that he did the same thing, same thing to a soldier. He pulled the soldier over and he ran the plates or whatever. And they came back, felony no bail warrant, whatever that means. And so he let him walk free. Now, you know, I don't know if that's legal. I don't know how bad that is. I don't know what that means. But the point is, is that there's so many good cops out there. And there's so many cops out there that are not purposely hunting down people that, that, uh, like of the opposite race or of the same race. Like they, you know, there's so many cops out there that want people to change and they care about people. And they're not out to destroy black people or, you know, whatever they think. But anyway, I want to play this Tulsa thing, this Tulsa massacre. Look into it a little bit more if you're interested. I did see that um, they are, I, I think Russell Westbrook made a movie about it and also they did a a show like the watchmen i think the watchmen is a show and they depicted it um and all, and so that's going to tie to trump so after i play this clip it's like 7 or 8 minutes they're they are trying to connect this to trump they're upset that trump picked tulsa to come, they're saying that the BOK Center, which is like the big um, center, they have concerts and events there. 
So Trump is is having his rally at the BOK Center in Tulsa, and they're saying that the Tulsa is the site of where this massacre happened. But I think it's important to... I was very... Fa- like, I love history, so I, I did not know this happened. So I highly recommend checking out that other documentary um, and learning a little bit more. It's it it's a, li- it's a little bit lower quality. It was made in, like, 1996 or something, but I'll leave it linked down below. So here is a kind of short synopsis of what the Tulsa massacre is. And, uh, yeah, here we go. What many didn't know is that nearly 100 years ago, on these very streets on which they were marching, hundreds of African Americans were killed in one of the darkest chapters of Tulsa's and America's history. A lot of folks around here used to whisper about it over the decades, but nobody, black nor white, wanted to talk about it. And that history was being forgotten. Before it happened, Tulsa was the scene of a thriving, wealthy black community. Black Wall Street was the most prosperous black-owned business district in 1921. This was Black Wall Street. There were hundreds of black-owned businesses, everything from banks to pharmacies to the doctor's office. And black folks were making really good money. There were even two movie theaters, all black-owned and operated. Segregation was in full effect. We heard that there was a gentleman who owned a plane, is that true? Simon Barry was a pilot and owned his own uh, plane. Black folks were rich here, basically. They lived very good lives. Many of them, yes, yes. Which caused some um, envy and anger um, among white people who commented, how dare those Negroes have a grand piano in their house and I don't have a piano in my house. 1921 rolls around, what happens? Some type of confrontation between blacks and whites was inevitable because of the uh, racial climate at that time, because of the presence of the Ku Klux Klan um, in almost every aspect of our society. But on this particular day, May 31st, 1921, a young uh, black male named Dick Rowland, who worked as a shoeshine boy in downtown Tulsa, went into the Drexel building where he had been given permission to get water and use the restroom. There was a young white girl named Sarah Page who was an elevator operator. And Dick Rowland every day would go into uh, the elevator uh, with Sarah Page on this particular day. After the elevator doors closed and Sarah Page and Dick Rowland were alone in the elevator, a few moments later there was a scream, the elevator doors opened, Dick Rowland ran and was later arrested, and Sarah Page initially claimed that she had been assaulted. Brown says Page never pressed charges, but authorities did, and the damage was done. By the end of the day, the rumor mill said Page had been raped. As word spread, um, angry uh, whites were determined that they were going to take matters into their own hands. A large crowd of white residents gathered at the courthouse. They demanded Dick Rowland be lynched. How did the black community respond to that demand to lynch this young man? They were willing to risk their lives. They knew that they would be risking their lives to help defend Dick Rowland. And thousands of whites gathered in front of the courthouse. A white man approached a black man with a gun. He said, what are you going to do with that gun? He said, I'm going to use it if I have to. The two men argued. There was a struggle over the gun. It fired. The white resident was shot. All hell broke loose. Blacks retreated to the Greenwood District where they set up a barrier at the railroad tracks 
and were able for a short time to keep whites from invading their community. But because they were so outnumbered and outgunned, uh, whites eventually broke through uh, the railroad tracks and invaded uh, what was home to Black Wall Street, the Greenwood District. This was the result. 35 city blocks of the black neighborhood burned to the ground. Historical photos show black residents shot dead in the streets. The historical account is that at least 300 people were killed. There were children that were here that had been armed by their parents, that had been told that they could come down to Greenwood and shoot and kill an innocent person. Those are the same people that we grew up with in our communities that were a part of our society. How many black people lost their lives? There's really no way of knowing exactly how many people lost their lives, potentially thousands of innocent men, women, and children. What is worse, survivors say they remember death not just in the streets, but raining down from the sky. Many of our race riot survivors um, have commented that they remembered seeing planes flying overhead, dropping bombs, dropping nitroglycerin bombs. Mrs. Hazel Smith-Jones is believed to be the last living survivor in Tulsa. She's 97 years old. My daddy wasn't at home. Just uh, the kids and mama. They came and got us. Was it white people from the uh -huh. city? Uh, and got us to fairground. Uh, and we was there for about two or three days. To the fairgrounds? And my dad didn't know where we were. Did your family want to leave? My mother, you know, with all this stuff going on, she thought it might have been safer with them taking us out there and be with more people. Everyone called it a race riot. The opinion piece in the newspaper condoned it, calling Greenwood nigger town. Do you consider it a riot? No, ma'am, it was really murder. It was a massacre. Uh, my grandmother was awakened at night and just told to run, just get up and run. And they ran, she was only nine, they ran for days. She got mixed up from her family and lost in the chicken coop. Calling it a riot was convenient for a city run by whites. There's no statute of limitations for murder, but there is for a riot for the black victims. It was devastating. They never received any type of justice for losing their loved ones, for losing their homes and the businesses that they worked so hard for, that they built from the ground up. Every insurance claim from the Greenwood neighborhood was denied. The claims totaled about $2.7 million. Black Wall Street did recover, but never to its former glory. Do you think life is better for black folks in America now? Yeah. Some, some places, yes, some, some places, some places not. If there was any clearer sign that change in race relations has happened to this community, this was it. During a march for a black father slain by a police officer, half of those marching were black and the other half white, all marching in unison, saying black lives matter. But there are stark reminders of the racism that continues to thrive in some people's hearts. So the marching and the worrying continues. So yeah, um, that was a tragic time, not only in Oklahoma history, that's a tragic time in American history. Um, and I think it's important to, I, I wanted to share that, but please go look up on YouTube 
there's like a 28 minute long video and then there's another video. It's like, it's more recent. It was made in 2019. Um, and I think the mayor of Tulsa is like trying to find like bodies that were buried because I mean, 35 blocks were burned to the ground. So it was a big deal, but, uh, I just wanted to share that because it's 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 almost like I'm looking at you know those three or four years, 1918 through 1921. It's almost like it's the same thing happening, but all in this year. Like we have the pandemic, which went nowhere. Then we have the rioting and all this stuff, the race riot or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if it said in that clip, but in the longer documentary, they were, to, they were talking about, uh, they enforced martial law and the martial law did not knew, didn't do any good at all. It actually made it worse. So everybody's calling for martial law and things like that. I don't know if that's going to happen. But uh, probably not with Trump, but um, it made it worse back then. So, like I said, uh, you we have to learn from history. It's really important to learn that. It's re- really interesting that I did not know anything about that. And the 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 Black Wall Street in Tulsa is now like where it was at in that Greenwood community in Tulsa. It is... Like, they built a interstate through it. So, in the same area... I think it's like I, I-44 or 244. I don't live near Tulsa, so... I've only been to Tulsa a couple of times, so... I'm actually on the other side of the state, so... I don't, I don't really go to Tulsa that much, so... I'm not really familiar with it, but... Um, yeah, that was interesting. That's trending, but also um, Trump is having his rally in Tulsa. And the more I understand about that part of it, now I understand why people are upset. People are really upset that he's having it on a certain date, uh, June nineteenth. June nineteenth in eighteen sixty-five was when um, the um, let me see. It is called the Jubilee Day, like the Freedom Day for the black community. It's when a when Gordon Granger of Texas or went in, went to Texas. You know, Texas was the last Confederate state. Um, you know, in eighteen eighteen sixty three, President Lincoln did the man did the Emancipation Proclamation, but a lot of states didn't listen, or a lot of white people wanted to keep their slaves, so um, this day would mark the freedom whenever Gordon Granger, a soldier, um, rode into Texas and uh, set, or set them free and he enforced the president's law into the I mean you have to think there was no way to communicate like there was no television like Trump does something like now 
and it's like enforced in everywhere, right? But you have to think like whenever he signs something into law, it could take two years, two or three years. So, but Trump is having his rally on June 19th, on Juneteenth, whenever this important day in black history. And then he's having it in Tulsa when, uh, you know, this thing happened in Tulsa. Now, here's the thing. I don't think he's in, in I don't think he's intentionally did that. I think it has to do, you know, the governor Stitt is from Tulsa and he invited President Trump and his campaign to do rallies because several states are still concerned about the COVID thing and our governor I think he's okay, but you know, whatever. Um you know, he's definitely a Republican, but there's been a couple things that happened during this COVID thing that I went like, really? Like you really like what a goober, like honestly, but, uh, I think he's a good guy for the most part. I, I just have a couple of problems. The governor went to Trump and said, why don't we have it in Oklahoma? Maybe Tulsa wasn't the best place, but governor Stitt is from Tulsa. So, um, uh, I, I just, I really kind of hate that that happened because now now they're saying that they're going to, on Twitter, a lot of people are saying that, uh, you know, they found out it's at the BOK Center and a lot of people are saying, let's rally, let's, let's, uh, so watch out Tulsa, June 19th. Um, I don't know who listens to this, who lives in Tulsa, but um, there may be something going down. Maybe something going down. I mean, here's the thing. It's probably not the people from Tulsa. I mean, you, but the people all over, it's it, like it's it's uh, trending on Twitter. People from all over the country. We've already seen in the past two weeks, people were being bussed in to these cities. So, I don't know. It's, we'll just have to wait to see. I hope to God nothing happens. But, you know, when I woke up, or, when I checked Twitter earlier and I saw Tulsa Massacre was trending and, and then BOK Center, like, wow. But um, interesting fact, I, I did not I did not know that. You know, like I said, a lot, I was reading some tweets. Um, there was this woman, she was from Tulsa and she, she didn't even know anything about this. There's, there's most people that probably, I mean, like me, like I have no idea because the older people that went through that and most of them are probably passed on that clip that I played was, was like four years old, but, uh, probably a lot of them are passed on, but in the nineties they went to people and they were asking them about this thing and, uh, they didn't want to talk about it. And now I know why. But we can't, we can't remove history. We can't take it out. And, and the reason why they don't, the reason why they don't know much about it is because somebody um, like destroyed a bunch of newspapers and cut things out of newspapers so future generations wouldn't know what happened exactly. So 
like I said, that 28-minute long clip has a lot of information on this if you want to learn more. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it's it's a crazy world. Um, you know, statues are like Christopher Columbus, the one in Minnesota in St. Paul that got yanked down the, uh, yesterday. Um, a lot of tweets. I pulled this tweet last night. It was, uh, yeah, sex is great, but have you ever seen people dump the statue of a slave owner in the very river where slave ships used to be? That got a million likes. No, but, and uh, here's another one. No, but guys, do you know how racist you have to be to be mad that a statue of a slave trader was torn down? Here's the thing. Slavery was like owning property. It was a it was a normal thing in the 1700s, the 1800s. Do I agree with it? No. But it's a part of history. Like I said, we have to, you know, value those things. We have to preserve history. Not just for me, but for future generations. Just like the Tulsa Massacre. People don't know that much about it or exactly what caused it. Because people removed things from newspapers and removed uh, evidence and things like that. So, th like, there's my case right there. We don't know about it. We can't learn from it. I mean, we can definitely learn from it, but we don't know exactly why it happened or what caused it or exactly. There's a lot of um, conflicting arguments. Like, I first heard that the black man stepped on the woman's foot, and then I heard that, you know, he was in the elevator and they heard screaming. And then I heard that he raped her. Like, there's so many different things. Like, we, but we don't know. We don't exactly know. And it was the it was 1921. There wasn't cell phones, so we don't know. We don't know. You know, everything is canceled now. Like everything is canceled now. You know, uh, like I said at the beginning, all the cop shows. NASCAR, the Confederate flag is down. Gone with the Wind is canceled. You know, it was a different time back then. It was a classic. And where do we draw the line? Like, where do we stop with this madness? Like, how far are these people willing to go? Like, I read an article this woman wrote the Webster's Dictionary to have them change the definition of racism because she was having arguments online or, or on Facebook or something and people were showing her that this is not racist because the definition is this. So she, you know, here's the thing. Like, if you want to change something, you have to write to these people. You have to, and as much as I disagree with it, I, I that's how you change things. You know, good for her. You don't burn down a building, but... Do I think it's stupid? Yes, it's stupid. You don't get to change definitions. 
you know? Because it creates a slippery slope. Like, it doesn't seem that bad, but it, it, it creates a, a slippery slope. And before you know it, you know, every cop show is, is banned. You know, they're already taking the Legos. What's next? Firefighters? Like, here's the thing. Is fires going to stop if they defund firefighters? Like, what? It doesn't, I mean, it's the same thing with crime. Like, bad things are still going to happen. It it's, has, like, what's happening in Seattle right now? I, I don't know if you've seen what's happening in Seattle, but it's a shit show. Even the, the Antifa members or this group, they, cre- they barricaded the area of the city, some parts of the city, and they, they created their own... Freedom City or whatever it's called. Freedom on the Hill or something like that. Capitol Hill or Freedom Capitol Hill or something like that. And homeless people stole their food. Which I thought was funny. Uh, And these people were demanding things from other people. So... You know, power is still going to have to be enforced. It's just a matter of who has the power. So what's happening in Seattle, it's almost like that movie in the Tom Hanks movies, like, I am the captain now. I'm in charge. You know, it's like whatever that movie is, Tom Hanks, like the Somalian captain. He's like, shh, I'm the captain now. So the homeless people took their lunch, and now they're demanding for uh, vegan options. I thought that was funny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I just a lot, a lot of crazy stuff happening. But yeah, it looks crazy up in Seattle. <laughs> looks crazy. Also, also in other news. Uh, one of the officers, Thomas Lane, set up a GoFundMe page or something, a, a crowdfunding page, and he is let out of a prison under the condition of, like a lot of people, like at first I thought was, like how in the hell did a cop get a million dollars in two weeks? Well, he raised 750000 and it was either you get belled, bailed out for one million or you get to pay seven hundred fifty thousand and you're out on bond and you, you have to follow the like the conditions and the conditions is he can't own a firearm he can't be around george floyd anymore or his family i mean yeah that's obviously he can't do that but um and he can't work for any police department ever again so but I, I was trying to figure out, I was like, how in the world could he come up with this money? But they're, but they're saying it's a crowdfundme or like a, like a crowdfunding thing or a GoFundMe or whatever it is. I couldn't find any GoFundMe or like a crowdfunding thing online. And I'm not saying it didn't happen. But you have to understand what's really going on. 
There's somebody in another country. You, you can call it George Soros. You can call it whoever you want. It might be multiple people. They have been known to interfere in elections. And so this is what it all boils down to. And like I said, with the 1919 riots, it was during an election year. Or it was right before the election year. And I don't know exactly, you know, what exactly happened. I haven't really looked that much into it. But I'm, I would be interested to look into it more and understand, like, what happened back then. Like, what was their reasoning behind it? Like, who started it? And maybe nobody knows. But there, there is George Soros out there, or whoever it is. They're wanting to interfere in elections. And it would make sense for them. You know, they already paying these Antifa people. And, you know, even though this Thomas Lane guy, it was only his fourth or fifth ride-along with the cops. So he is making this argument like he didn't know better. He tried to help. He tried to get... He was questioning the guy, the Siobhan or whatever his name is. He was he was wanting him to get his knee off the off his neck, and so he's making this argument like he didn't know better, and he tried to help. He tried to get the knee off the neck, and so he he and the other two have a fair case, like they were just involved. Like, they didn't actually do it. And basically what happened is they, on Siobhan, they, um, they upped his charges from third to second. And my, my only concern is that they are overcharging this guy because it's such a big deal. And it's, and it's like, well, if we do it this time, maybe that'll they'll back off and calm down. But you just can't do that. It's It sets a precedent, and it's a slippery slope. You can't just... Like, I want George Floyd I, to have justice, and I want justice to be served to these officers. But um, I don't want there to be overcharging involved. And why were they... Why were there... Bail's set in the first place. Think about that. So my point is, is I don't know if there's a, like a GoFundMe page or whatever it is. Maybe there was. Maybe they took it down. But usually, usually you can like you can find it. And maybe I didn't look hard enough, but you can find it after the campaign is over, because I've done it before. So my point is, is that it would make sense for somebody to to fund the chaos because if they let this guy out of jail, which they already have, and if they let the other three, you know, they may be like, there's a good chance that Derek Chavon could be set free. What's going to happen there? Is there going to be more? There's going to be more chaos. There's going to be more, more riots, and the people who was funding this know that 
So I'm not saying George Flo- or uh, George Soros posted bail for this guy, but I'm saying that something smells fishy. Something smells fishy. Um. So yeah, everything is canceled. Everything is racist. Everything is, uh, you know, what we're experiencing right now is like a book burning, modern day book burning. Like I remember watching clips from the 1950s of parents burning their Elvis records or their Beatles records or whatever because they thought it was the devil. Right? But we have to... You know, like I said, this like this entire episode, we have to take care of history. We have to preserve history. I remember going to Washington, D.C. and seeing days, like a week's worth of history. I, and we still weren't done when we left. But it was a fun trip. And a lot of people go there to see history. A lot of people go there to see uh, how this country was founded. And I'm afraid that maybe in future generations that may not be the case. Because they're, you know, removing statues, they're taking down crap. They're taking down shows, they're taking down movies, Legos, cops, Legos. They're painting cops to be the villain, the bad guy. I mean, it's it's so stupid. Paw Patrol? Really? I don't know if I said that, but they're wanting to shut down that cartoon. It's like a dog cartoon. I mean, these people are out of their mind. And then, of course, the celebrities put out a cringy video today. Um, I don't want to play it, but I put it up on Instagram, uh, talking about I'm, I'm responsible. Uh, let me see if I can, it has like a whole bunch of celebrities and it's like a hashtag. It's a movement. They're, they're creating a a movement. I take responsibility celebs. Yeah. So if you want to go to, I take responsibility.org, you can do that. But thank God the celebrities are here to save the day, you know? It's, you know, thank God everybody asked for their opinion and I'm glad they came through. So thank you so much to uh, these big long list of celebrities who, by the way, a lot of them are bailing these people out. So that's another source of funding that these people are having. Um, And also um, the government is funding these people because um, a lot of people out here, I mean, I was watching one guy here in Oklahoma. He just flat out said, well, I was unemployed Anyway, so I just came out here and started to, like, protest. I don't know if he was peaceful protesting. I have no idea, but he's he's like, well, I have nothing better to do. So these people have nothing better to do. They're sitting at home making $600 a week or whatever. So I want to close out on a funny little segment, but I just wanted to kind of recap everything. You know, history is important. We shouldn't, you know... 
tear things down because we disagree with what it is or the idea of what it is. A lot of these people, I mean, some of these people are idiots for a couple of reasons. They don't know history very well. Um, they must have missed history class. And I blame the, the American um, education system as well. I mean, you know, schools are ridiculous. And that's another topic for another day. But the American public school system is not helping in this. And that might be a reason why people don't understand that some of these people weren't racist uh, bigots like they think it is. I mean, you know, slavery was normal back then, but not a lot of black people were slaves. So they were black slave owners as well. So and a lot of people were, a lot of white people fought against slavery. Like, read a damn book, a history book. So they're taking down these statues. Um, and uh, it, it's it's stupid, but you know history is really important, and it's just really important. Like we can't cancel things out because we disagree with it. Like there is no end if we do it that way. There you can't stop because you look at everything. Everything in their eyes is racist. So what's next? Anything that I agree with, like I thought. You know, perfect example the the uh, the Kenti or the Kentai or whatever uh, cloth that 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 the Democrats wore. There was this guy on YouTube who made a couple of good points. I think his name was Pastor Jerome or something like that. I can't remember, but just type in uh, Kentai or Kenti, um, whatever that cloth is, that, that African cloth that they wore the other day, which was really stupid, um, which which only Democrats can do that. Like, it's, it's fine for them, but um, you get canceled if you wear a black face. Like, so stupid. But he brought up a couple of good points. A lot of black people have a problem with Nancy Pelosi and Democrats doing that because uh, they think it's racist. They think it's like, I mean, if you think about it, like there's not a lot of black people out there that are wearing these African cloths and it's, and the cloth is actually connected to um, slavery. Like it's like, uh, it's it was well known in like the people wore it um, during like the slave trade and stuff like that. So there's history connected to like the slave trade and all that kind of stuff. But I looked into it. It's pretty interesting. Like every color means something. It's really cool. Um, but there's not a lot of black people wearing that, and that's not their culture. If and whoever told them that just because these people are black doesn't mean they're from Africa. Like, idiot. Like, and also a lot of black people, a lot of people, like, I thought it's kind of, I think it's offensive, like, a little bit. It's kind of a slap in the face. You know, the Democrats are taking a knee, but it's the knee that killed George Floyd. Like, so, this 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 guy on, on YouTube, um, I can't remember his name, but he's like, uh, 
he's like, yeah, I, I don't think people told them that. Like, it's just, I mean, it's uh, pandering on steroids, but it's also just, they're just not, they don't really think about things. Like, they just do stuff that's really stupid. Like, where did they get these? Like, from some Walmart or something or, 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 or you know, some store that's, like, in D.C.? Like, it's probably not even real, like, uh, cloth. But, uh, but yeah. It's, uh, so any... Any votes that the Democrats are going to get before this, that they were going to get before this, probably is already gone. Like they're definitely losing the black vote at a at a at a very fast rate. The "you ain't black" comment kind of did it for a lot of people, and then this is kind of like a slap in the face. Like it's so, and I understand that's kind of racist because you're basically saying that oh, just because you're black, you're you like African culture. Like, no, like, these people are Americans. Like, there's not a lot of people dressed up like that. So I think it's racist. So I want to read a couple of tweets from uh, the hashtag that's been going around on Twitter today, uh, Tulsa Massacre. Since you know about it, since you know the history behind it, um, let's read a couple of tweets. I don't want to read a lot, but this is from... Like, the thing about it is, these tweets are not technically viral. They, you know, Twitter is putting these things as trending that have, like, 3,000 tweets, but black, or, but this Tulsa Massacre has, like, maybe 50,000, maybe. Um, but basically what's happening is the same thing with the George Floyd. They see an opportunity to destroy Trump. Now, Trump, like, did it to himself. Let's be real here. Like... You don't, like, there's so many, like, pick Oklahoma City. Pick um, a different city. Like, there's so many, like, Oklahoma City would have been fine. But I don't understand. Like, he, he did this to himself. I think it's really dumb. I think it's really stupid that he did that. But he's not out. I don't think he did it on purpose, right? So many people are saying that he's a white, like, he's racist. Like, he can't. No, you have to understand, like, there's certain events, like there's, um, like he's a busy guy, right? So there's only certain dates that he could probably do these rallies. And he didn't even think about like, oh, it, it's being like this Juneteenth holiday. He, they just said, oh, how does June 19th sound? Sounds great. So let's just do it. And so the, the event center was open and they did it. So I don't think he's out here like doing this on purpose, but I think it, I think maybe somebody should have told him or maybe somebody should have let him know like the history behind this and the date like people are so upset over this i i totally understand why but i i think it's you know at the end of the day it's just a date you know it's it's people look into things way too much and they just get so riled up but this is from Brian Williams, not the uh, TV anchor, but uh, he is a guy on Twitter. Um, he said, Trump holding a rally in Tulsa on June Juneteenth is a dog siren. At this point, his, his uh, supporters are either white, white supremacists or people who don't realize they're white supremacists. By the way, that Tulsa cop needs to go. I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't know anything about Tulsa, like... Um, 
Tulsa is like a, a like a world away from where I'm at. So, um, so yeah, about every tweet they are mentioning, they're trying to um, throw blame on Trump for the Tulsa massacre that happened a hundred years ago. Uh, and I get it. Like I said, he kind of did it to himself, but it's it's a little bit doesn't really. I mean, it's like two things are trying to connect. It's it doesn't uh, doesn't work out. Um. Yeah. So go check out the hashtag. Go check out that other video. Oh yeah, they're 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 trying to claim that the hands up don't shoot happened in in Tulsa. They had a have a bunch of black people with their hands up. Maybe I mean this. There's a lot of um, graphic pictures. A century of hands up don't shoot. Yeah, there's this viral video that it's like a now uh, now this video, and it's gone viral today. Or uh, they posted on June six. So. Um. Trump is bringing the MAGA freak show back to the scene of the Tulsa massacre. It has a picture of a white guy slapping a black guy from the 1920s. Like, how, how is how is he responsible for this? Like, honestly, I, I understand, like, the date and the location, but how is... Now, now people are saying, don't televise the Trump Valley on Juneteenth. Cover Juneteenth peaceful protest. Here's the thing. If you don't like what's on TV, why don't you turn off the TV? Like, honestly, like, but anyway, it's a, it's a tragedy what happened. I'm not saying it's not, it's, it's a bad, it was a bad situation and I didn't even know anything, anything about it. I didn't know anything about it. So, um, bad deal. I want to close out the, the, uh, the episode with something funny. So I was a huge fan growing up of David Letterman and also Jay Leno, but David Letterman did this thing on his show called the Top Ten List. And uh, if you grew up watching that, you know, but, um, you know, I miss those type of shows because these clowns on on TV right now, I I can't watch Jimmy Kimmel. Like, I I just can't do it. I can't watch Steven Crowder or not Crowder, but uh, Colbert. I can't do these. I, I can't watch because it's just all political. Like I, p- the reason why people watch those shows is because they want to get away from that. But you go on, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, you go on Fallon, even Fallon is getting really bad. Um, Colbert, you know, th- these people are clowns that they, they are. It's not comedy. It's just propaganda at this point. But I, I remember growing up watching, you know, Leno and David Letterman and and all that kind of stuff. He needed this thing called Top Ten List. So I want to close out the show. And here is Top Ten Things That the Left Will Cancel Next. So here is the Top Ten Things That the Left Will Claim to Be Racist or They'll Even Cancel It or Even Ban It Next. 
just because of uh, it being white or it being racist or whatever. I'm sure they'll find a reason, but let me let me put on some drums here. So, number 10, toilet paper. Yeah, toilet paper. Like, honestly, can you imagine them? It's white, it's racist, that's what's coming up next. Number nine, white gravy. The brown gravy's okay. The white gravy has to go. It's racist. Number eight, the White House. That's what's coming up next, folks. They're going to have to rename the White House. I hope not. Number seven, cocaine. Cocaine is racist. It needs a different color. <laughs> it's coming, folks. Like I can already read the headlines. Toilet paper is racist. Like I, I can only like. They came out a couple months ago, or like a few years ago, and said Ronald McDonald is racist. Number six, paper. Printer paper is racist. Number five, milk. <laughs> Number four, baby powder. Yeah. Number three, white claw. It ain't against the law, yet. Number number two, clouds. Think about it. And the number one thing that the left will cancel next is themselves. So that is it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you want to support the podcast, you can head on down to the website below and uh, donate if you want to do that. There's also some merch down there if you want to support the podcast in that way. But... Uh, thank you for listening and be sure to share the podcast. Um, got another episode coming up in a few days. Um, do not play Donald Trump version. So I can't wait for that. I've been working on that for the past couple of days. So yeah, give me your thoughts in the comments down below if you're on YouTube about this uh, this whole situation. And uh, thank you so much for, for uh, listening and have a great day.